NCHC.TV studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search Tigran Rudd at Redbubble.com and let us create a unique gift for you or someone special. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at SpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. At JetsPizza.com, discover all of our signature pizzas. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the NCHC.TV studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Tuesday night, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Weekly. Ha, what a day. Scott Strandy making his way back from San Jose, California, and currently in Bakersfield, California, for the next three nights before uh, heading back to Southern California. I will tell you everything that I've encountered today, but we don't have a week to do it. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> my co always joining us from uh, the big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where it's always sunshine, gumdrops, rainbows, all that good stuff. He's not putting up with uh, podcasting from a car in a parking lot of a farmer boys in uh, beautiful uh, Bakersfield, California, or driving without headlights. That's another challenge. What do you know? You showed me a picture. I saw, I saw, I saw headlights. I saw, I saw headlights. Yeah, those are high beams. Those are great for shining into the back of somebody's car, but they're right. terrible for looking right. at the road. Really? Really? <laughs> Nothing shines down on the road. So if you're trying to find the white lines or yellow lines or anything like that, good luck on that. So that, both that headlights, uh, both headlights on the low, low beams are gone. So I'll be looking to replace headlights now as uh, I continue my adventures or else just drive during the daylight but sometimes they don't play hockey games in the daytime um don't uh, are you sure it's the, the whole lamp or are you just gonna replace the bulbs no it's the bulbs it's both bulbs i'm sure uh i don't i mean I'm, i can't tell you for certain but that's what i'm guessing it is so i'm gonna start there anyway because uh one bulb burnt out a, a couple of weeks ago and then the second one burnt out and anyway got them all shined up they look great just no I was light. Ask you about that. <laughs> oh yeah, they look great, and it's powerful. I mean, the people that I'm driving behind are hating me. Well, <laughs> they shouldn't be driving behind you anyway. But <laughs> I'm driving behind them. Oh so I'm well. Who, well, tell the chauffeur to figure it out, man. Let's go. <laughs> God, what an unbelievable mess! And by the way, the rain and the forecast of the rain stopping. Uh, no, no, it's poured. All afternoon here in Bakersfield, 
Uh, we thought we were driving here to get into a little drier territory. No, no, not at all. Uh, we have about a three-hour window, and it's going to start up again tonight, rain all night, and into the morning, and we'll see where we're at then. So if anybody's got a boat, um, send it this way. Aren't they building one? <laughs> they certainly should be building something because it's it's nasty. California has taken a beating uh, north, south, in between, you name it. California is getting pounded. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about hockey. And, um, gosh, right. I mean, I, I said when I did the, the write-up for the show today, I said, I think we need to talk about um, big series. I think we need to talk about bye weeks. And then you sprung something on me uh, that that threw me for a whole loop. Uh, we've been talking to other people have been talking about. I guess we haven't so much, but um, sure we have. go ahead. Talk about it. Well, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean. At the beginning. Where else would you start? In the middle? Oh, that's boring. You know, I mean, uh, for example, like one of the websites is talking about the pairwise i know you hate that desperately hate it and hate it with a power i know um, um it, all i can say I, I think that enough people are getting edgy and cranky about certain things where maybe Maybe some things start to change. Um, like, for example, one of the websites that cover college hockey. You know, some of those guys are those guys are talking about uh, the pairwise and the RPI. Um, and and I, I have, I have still have. I'm not that much of a mathematician, so I don't know. Um, they're talking about uh, how they decide. The women's game is not decided the same way, by the way. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. And, you know, maybe if enough people talk about it, maybe they'll try to figure out a way to combine the two. Okay. Um, okay. Well, you know, it's better than example, what they got. No matter what they do, it's better than what they got. You know, because uh, they're talking about, you know, uh, how high up, do you have to be in the pairwise to make sure you don't get bumped by upsets? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Hey, I've got a great way to fix that, Paul. Yeah. Add four teams. Add four well. teams. <laughs> and then you'll have the legitimate 20 in the tournament instead of having two or three. Because let's face it, and you look at this over the past few years, it's not been seven teams that deserve to get in and got bumped. It's one two maybe three and we'll stretch it to four so, right. so let's say you had a 20 team tournament you would have uh, no complaints because if you can't get into the top 20 then you probably don't deserve to be in the tournament but you can't leave a team like fairbanks out last year that deserved to be in and you can't leave a team like arizona state should they run the table now and, and i'll tell you right now my gut tells me they run the table and they're a 26-win team. They don't get in. They don't Not get in. Help. Not without help. 
26, 6, and 6. Yeah, but why should you need help when you won 26 games in college hockey in 2024? Well, again, again and, and at least Why do you need help? At least according to Ed Tresker and Jim Connolly, who work for one of the websites, so you can mention it if you want, but, um, you know, that's up to you. You're the boss. Well, I don't um, even know, so that it, wouldn't I wouldn't That know. would be USCHO. Okay. That would Go be the, 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 the one with the initials. Okay. Um, uh, you know, apparently in, you know, last spring they looked at it and they're trying to figure it out. Um, that RPI has way too much. Uh, and the RPI stands for uh, uh, ratings percentage index. And I no idea what the heck. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a fancy way of saying, you know what, make sure the blue bloods are in and nobody else. That's what well, that is. It could very well be that. I, I just It could very well be that. Listen, this whole thing... This whole thing is set up to for the haves to continue to have and the have-nots to continue not to have. Well, here's what it says. Okay, here's what it says. And this is, I'm quoting Ed Tretzker, who deals with uh, the uh, broadcasts at RIT. So, you know, just I not that that colors where he stands. I like Ed. I, RIT does a tremendous job with their broadcasts. Whether I, you know, whether it's uh, video or audio, they do a tremendous, tremendous job. Um, basically, here it is. This is what he says. His biggest gripe about RPI is good that it gives weight to road games and applies bonuses to teams against in the top twenty. Okay, uh, designed to provide co- context to your record by including the record of your opponents and your opponents' opponents, but that means that seventy-five percent of your RPI is out of your control. That's terrible. That's terrible. Well, I, I'm agreeing with that. I, I'm agreeing with that. Um, uh, he, they're right in that the pairwise is at least, um, for lack of a better term, objective. Everybody knows the formula. So it's not somebody like you know there are times like you get to the college basketball tournament and you get teams that are left out and nobody can understand why because the criteria seems to change all the time so i will give that to the pairwise boy you're a lot nicer than i am well whether we like the formula or not is a different story uh, is it consistent? Is the question. Well, it's probably very consistent. You okay, keep the right, have and, and, and have nots out. Right. Well, the, the the that I mean that on that particular point, I agree. The pairwise is at least consistent. Again, as we see, first of all, when they did again, when they you know, there's. They, they, we didn't have the ties that we used to have. We didn't have the parity. We didn't have um, the number of players because we know that some of this is COVID-related still. 
Yeah, of course it is. By hey, the way, they still have guys that have the extra year. By the way, in San Jose, they have co free COVID testing tents up on the street corners. Okay. <laughs> Just pointing that out. I haven't seen that in any other city I've been in, and I've been literally across the country this year. Uh, it's the first true. one I've seen where there's been multiple tents set up on the corner to get a free COVID test. So I just want to throw that out there because we were talking about COVID. But anyway. Um, uh, and, of course, they do mention, you know, ASU could have a record number of wins for a team that doesn't make the tournament. So what are they doing? Listening to our podcast to uh, formulate their opinions? Because well, be. clearly they're not watching ASU, and you know it. Nobody's they watching could, ASU. They could be. Except to except to to bash them, like how how are they getting this? How how are they getting so high? Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go right on the soapbox right by away. The way, again. By the way, uh, yep. it does just just because I heard the coach before. It does look like both uh, Ty Jackson will definitely play. Um, uh, Ty Gratton more Tyler yes Gratton. than no. Tyler Rattin, coming yes through. No. Nice. <laughs> I hope it don't hit me. <laughs> if you, you hear me scream, that's what your, it is. Is, is your insurance paid up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I think it's coming right down the street. I don't know nice. where it is. It, it's um, close, though. I can tell you that. You can probably hear it. <laughs> um, he also said, by the way, just uh, that he's in favor of on-campus regionals. So, when the NCAA is ready, they know where to go <laughs> to come and get how to do it. And I'm right here. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> just contact me. on. Just get to me on Twitter. And I will tell you how to set up your 16 team. If you need to, I'll give you his email address, folks. Just ask me. Yeah. I'll give you his email address. If you really want, I'll give you a cell phone number. You can text him. Um, well, that's your job. But, no, um, no, probably not that. No, not yet. <laughs> okay. Well, because okay. if I don't know if I don't know who it is, I'll probably delete it. So, yeah. Um, well, I think people are doing that to me now. They well, know who I, I am, shocked. and they're still deleting. It, well, that's so. that's probably worse. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. But you know, just come to me, and you know, sixteen teams, twenty teams, whatever you want, I will design your your uh, the, the, <laughs> the NCAA the tournament bracket. for you. The bracket. You'll design the bracket. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do I'll do the bracket, and and I promise that's you, it'll be. Time. What? Thanks for volunteering. Hey, no problem. The, the way I look at it is somebody has to do it. And <laughs> who better to get it right than me? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So now that we've got that figured out, let me get back on my soapbox because, okay. again, this is driving me nuts. Okay. You play sports, competitive sports, to win, right? That's why you play. You don't play to tie. You don't play to lose. They don't give you bonuses if you're a professional for losing. They give you bonuses for winning. Everything is based around winning, except the pairwise. The pairwise is not based around winning. Well, it's here. based around some crazy formula that says, you know what? Um, if you play on the road and you play a, a good opponent and that good opponent, and it doesn't even say that right. Because I can tell you teams that have gone on the road and lost and gained. Well, okay. That's, well, that's here, here, hold crap. on, hold on. You that's have there, there's, there, there are people that agree with you here. Hold on a second. Uh, 
the, the aforementioned Mr. Connolly says that RPI is too heavily weighted in the current criteria, that there are only three, RPI, head-to-head, -head, and common opponents. Because of the fact that there's only three pieces of criteria, three different inputs, the odds are you'll have more ties when teams play don't play each other. And the tiebreaker is RPI. So <laughs> one of the criteria gets double power. And as he writes, the translation, a weaker or lower RPI creates a difficult hurdle for teams that are not in the most powerful conferences. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the bottom line of it is, is that you're I'm going to say this again for the 400th millionth time or however many times I've said it. Just go play the games. You you can't have everybody play everybody because there's too many teams. So if you're not going to have not eight teams. conferences of eight teams to fill 64 spots, if you're not going to do that and you're not going to be able to let people play it into a conference tournament and then decide at that point whether – the conference champion moves on. Paul, would, would that be a good idea? Eight conferences and, and the champion of each conference gets to move on? Um, Say yes. Eight conferences? Say yes. Yes, I am yes. all for eight conferences. Okay. Okay. So if – And by if the way, hold on. We know that um, – with and with eight conferences, you could have eight AQs. That's what I just said. And – you would seed those teams in said NCAA tournament as teams one through eight. Oh, no. Regardless of. No, because what if you're Minnesota and you finish second in the Big Ten? You should be oh, well, the second best team. You should be a, a top seed. You can't oh, do well. that. Oh, what, well. what if you're Michigan? What if you're Michigan you finish second in your conference? Too bad. No, so sad. No. Yeah. That's bad for hockey, Paul. No, it's good for hockey. <laughs> yeah, you go play on the you know I know. Go play um, on the road like you you earned because you didn't win your conference. Go play that exactly. first series. On, go play on the road. Exactly. Exactly. Go. So, go play on the so road. So here we go. If you're not going to have everybody in a conference, if you're the NCAA and you're saying like, yeah, we'll still have independence, then you got to find a way to let the independents have a fair shot at making the tournament because just because they don't have a conference does not mean that they're not caliber enough to qualify for the tournament and be competitive, or who knows, maybe even win a national championship as an independent. Try that. Oh, they don't want Try that, that one off the size. They don't want um, that. Well, we're talking about when you get into the NCAA tournament, it's one and done, baby, and yep. anything can happen. It can be a hot goaltender. It can be an awesome penalty kill. It can be an awesome power play. It can be a combination of them. It can just be that your team is better. But if you don't get that opportunity, then what in the world are we doing as a college hockey group? Because you're telling teams, yeah, go, go pay your dues and, and go play games and spend a ton of money on travel, do all of that stuff. But when it comes down to the tournament, yeah, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. And even worse than that, Paul, if you win 18, 20, 22, you know my theory. And by the way, thank you, uh, whoever that was from the. ESPN giving me a little plug here. <laughs> hey, nice. Oh, okay. we can get into that too. <laughs> I know. I know. But anyway, if you're going to, if you're going to do that, then 
you got to get some way of getting these teams an opportunity. That's all they're asking for. That's all Fairbanks asked for last year. That's all ASU is asking for this year is an opportunity. But you can't look somebody in the eye and go, you know, you won 26 games, but you're not good enough because we got some 20-win teams that we're going to put in ahead of you. Or you can't look them in the eye and, and, and be honest about that. You just can't. And I'm going to say this too. Arizona State earned the opportunity to have home games last year and home games this year, and a lot of them, because they went out on the road, they did the unthinkable, and played on the road a ton of games while they were good. They took their lumps. Just look back at the COVID year when they were in the Big Ten and everybody whooped on them, and they couldn't play. You know, they weren't allowed to play in the tournament, and they couldn't play overtimes or whatever, or shootouts, I guess. But you look at at that, they took their lumps, and they earned the right to play at home. And now you're saying because they played too many home games, too many home games, and were successful, that that's not good enough because they're only worth .8 as opposed to being on the road for 1.20 or whatever that number is. Come on. Let's be real here. Do you understand the the ludicrous statement you're making about that? It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy because in this day and age of 23-24 hockey season and NCAA hockey, there are too many good teams. It does not really matter if you're at home or away. Um, You know, yeah, there's some home ice advantage. I'm not that stupid to say that there isn't any. But let's be real here. How many teams win or tie on the road um, now that didn't 10 years ago? Uh, there's probably there's a, I mean if you look at the, if you look at the records I mean every team's got almost like a half a dozen ties. You look at the standings and and the amount of ties on some of these teams like Holy Cross has got four, uh, your Gophers five, Ohio State has four, um, and the CCHA, Minnesota State four, Michigan Tech six, Northern four. Uh, Cornell has four. Dartmouth has seven. They have more ties than they have wins. They have more ties than they have wins. But what I'm saying to that is that St. Cloud five, uh, five the, ties. The parody is there. Okay, the parody is there. And you know there used to be days in the old WCHA when I grew up in the uh, in the eighties, seventies um, and eighties. We'll put it that way. Uh, yeah. You would go into places like the old Ralph Engelstead Arena, the old Ralph, and you'd play there, and it was hostile, right? It was right. extremely difficult to win uh, on the road. And you'd right. go to Wisconsin, and it was extremely difficult to win. And you'd go to Minnesota Duluth, or you'd go anywhere, and, and there was big home ice advantage. But now there's so many talented players, and they played all over the world, most of them, they don't care where they play. And if you ask a player, and I have, you know, what's it like to play in the road? They go, we love it. We love it. We don't care if they're angry at us. That fires us up. A- ask yeah. the NCHC teams that travel if they mind going on the road. They really don't. They really no. don't. They don't see, like, ask, ask Chris Mayotte, for example, in the Colorado College, Tigers. Ask him about going to his favorite building in all of the NCHC other than Ed Robeson Arena. 
it's the Ralph. Where? He will tell you point blank. I love taking my guys to the Ralph for the experience. I Where? want them to play in that professional environment. You know, the Ralph Fangelstead Arena, well, Grand Fork, North Dakota, spot that you're going next January. Not likely. <laughs> anyway, if you ask Coach Mayotte, he loves bringing his team to North Dakota. That's a road trip, my friends. That's a road trip. So, um, you know, if North Dakota beats uh, CC on the road, which they didn't this year, by the way, if right. they, I mean, at home, if they don't beat them at home, um, <laughs> huh? I mean, let's just balance this thing out. Let's Let's look at wins and losses first. And then let's look at other things to uh, to break it down because you're not willing to get everybody in a conference. So that means there are six, seven, eight, ten teams maybe down the road that will not have an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Then why are you playing? You just then you might as well play uh, a club sport because you're not going to win a championship. Ooh, you just said you it might as well play a club word. sport. Yeah, you might you as well play club then. If you, you can't win a championship, work. if you can't win a championship, then don't bother competing because it's not worth it. It's not worth it to you. Then go to a school that 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 gives you the opportunity because you you know I just talked to some college players this weekend, as you know, uh, in the AHL All Star Game, right. and off the record, they were all telling me how great their college experience was. You know why, Paul? Because for most of them, they got a chance to compete for a national championship. Right. And they, they will, the guys that went to the Frozen Four will tell you how great that was. And I'm going to see two of them that won national championships here in a couple of days. And right. that's one of the questions I have on tap uh, for one Cameron Wright and one Carter Savoy is how, how cool was that? And how was that memory to, to play in the Frozen Four? And they're, you know what they're going to tell me? I can already tell you. They're going to say, we loved it. You know, we won a national championship. We came back. They were treated like royalty in the state of Colorado. They had a day named after them. They went to the to the Rockies baseball game in the spring. They went to an avalanche game. They were treated like royalty. So if you if you play at Fairbanks and the NCAA has told you, you know what, come out and play. Come out and play our teams. But you know what, if you get close, we're going to make sure that you don't get a chance to play. Uh, for that tournament, tournament, that big trophy, because you know you're an independent, and uh, ASU has uh, proven it. They've they've gotten in, but you know why they got in, Paul? Two reasons: one, they were very good, and yeah. two, they had to play a bunch of games on the road because they only had Oceanside Ice Arena, huh. and that was the start, I think, of parity in college hockey. The year that Arizona State made it as an independent. Are you going to ask them this before or after you hang out with Dwight Yoakam there in Bakersfield? <laughs> this is Buck Owens town, baby. This is well, Buck's yeah, town. Buck Owens um, <laughs> might not be available under the circumstances. Yeah, I know. I know. But anyway, it'll always be Buck's town. I, I play his music uh, just, when we come in here. Um, just, you know I'm, just, I'm just asking. And don't, I'll just tell you this. Uh, uh, so a line from his song. Don't judge me unless you've uh, actually walked the streets of Bakersfield. No, I, I get it. It's on my phone. <laughs> I understand how that works. <laughs> anyway, um, I, well, my point being is ASU it, it, came it, in. It could and get they, worse, by they, the way. ASU beat the pairwise. You know how they did it? 
just exactly how. They had a talented team that was basically forced to play on the road because of their inadequate facilities at the time. And they won. They won on the road, and and they beat the Fairwise at their own game. Well, I mean, you know, that's... Now they're getting punished, though. Now they're getting punished because they win at home. Well, they... Well, they haven't exactly lost on the road, though, either. I know. It's just that they haven't had enough road games for you know, the pairwise to to pat them on the back. So if you're trying to run a program and you're Greg Powers and you're going like, hey, we got this brand new beautiful building. And oh, by the way, it happens to be in Tempe, Arizona, where a lot of people want to come in the wintertime. And right. people are asking me to, uh, to play us here. Um, and then if we play you and we beat you, we're only going to get 0.8 instead of 1.20 if we go to your building and beat you. Now you got a decision to make. Do you want the revenue? Well, well here you go. Coming that in year, from the home game, or do you want to sacrifice that? You got to be on mute because I can't hear you. Well, no, you were on mute. Well, I can still hear you when I'm on mute. <laughs> well, I don't know because I wasn't. But anyway, by the way, okay. that year that ASU actually got to play in the tournament, 12-3-1 at home, 9-9 and on the road. I mean, that's the way you're supposed to be, right? Win at home, play 500 on the road. That's the formula I've been told. You but know? they're being punished this year because they don't have 18 games on the road. That's true. They'll only have 10 by the time the season's over. They're being punished. If they if they had another eight games and had another eight opportunities to uh, to get points, they'd have enough, more than likely, to satisfy the pairwise. So it's not working, folks. It's not working. I understand why you designed it that way, to, to get people to play on the road, but this is a different time and a different circumstance. So here my, here's my word again. The pairwise is archaic. It's old. It needs to be fixed. And I'm not just beating the drum for ASU because Paul does that plenty well. <laughs> I'm well, beating I mean, the drum. Fairbanks last year, right? Fairbanks beat- last year. Yes. I am beating the drum for fair and parity in college hockey. And more importantly, the reason I started this company eight years ago was to grow the game. And what you're doing with this archaic system is you're stifling the growth. And what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up losing teams and you're going to keep teams from wanting to be a part of this great sport because they're going to say, you know what? If, if that's the case, nope, not interested. Not interested. All right. Well, and, uh, there's one team right now, Paul. You know who it is, Huntsville. They, they raised money to play NCAA yep. college hockey, yep. and they're not playing. Why aren't they playing? Because the president of the university said, unless we're in a conference, we're not playing. Exactly. Because he, he knows. He knows what that's like. Well, now, so, and and I, the, for the thing that I sprung on you, I mean, I guess basically I can tease it like this before we take a break, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, par- the parody could get even more parody-ish. If <laughs> parody-ish. I, I, don't, I, I made it up. I um, <laughs> if if the the talk actually comes to fruition. Um, about player availability, and we can go from there after, right? Take a break. Right yeah. Now. 
Good time. Do the that. break right now. We'll come back and and keep you on the edge of your seat for this one. Player availability. All right, here we go. Hockey Conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the NCHC.TV studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Bakersfield, California. My co-host, as always, from the big, beautiful palatial state out on Long Island, New York, who, by the way, one Matt Coronado said he's been close to it and can't get through the gates. Well, Paul Hornstein, um, <laughs> What? Tell, tell Matt, let me know if he finds one because uh, I'd like to see what a palatial <laughs> estate looks like. Uh, yeah, we have fun. Um, um, anyway, <laughs> oh, by the way, before we get yeah. on, before we get to this, yeah, um, somebody wrote an article about a, a certain team. Um, okay, and they what said, "What level team, Paul?" No, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. You'll you'll be okay. able to figure it out that one of three things is going to happen. Either they'll find a place to play, they'll be sold locally, or they'll move. That is deep, what? insightful. Are you kidding that is me? Deep in, that is deep, insightful wow. writing right there. That is. Hold on a minute. It just, I, I just fell over. I just fell over. Can I tell you what they're going to do? No, they're no, no. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. It, it's they're going to move. Just, they're going to move. Irrelevant. No, it's They're irrelevant. It's not the point. I know. That's not I know. why I brought it up. I was just like, really? Okay. Duh. <laughs> and before you get to uh, your your surprise, let's have people hang on for just a minute because last night, Matt Coronado and Josh Doan played a major role in helping the Pacific Division 
capture um, the championship of the AHL All-Star Challenge in yeah, San Jose, California. I want, uh, I want to play this two-minute and 22-second clip of Josh Doan, the former Arizona State Sun Devil. I want you to hear the maturity in his voice, the excitement in his voice, and still the little kid inside of him. Here we go. Uh, my old homemate, Josh Doan here, uh, with a uh, shootout goal and another goal, and the Pacific win the All-Star Classic. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was a lot of fun out there. It's always fun getting to compete with these guys. Uh, we got a good group of guys in this room, and by the end of it, you kind of start trying a little bit harder and go to the dirty areas for one lane, I guess. <laughs> so the first two games that you play uh, are ties, shootout ties, and then you just kind of rally. Yeah. Was that the game plan from Crack? Or what? Yeah, he cracks the great coach and he knows what he's doing on the bench. So he told us to get three ties and we'd move on to the final, so we did it. Thankfully, they let us go a couple more rounds in the, in the last game. And we trust our shooters, and, and Wolf is unbelievable, so he, he shut them down for us. Chicago Steel all the way, I guess. With like Coronado getting one, then you getting one, and, and you guys wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always super fun to play with Matt and, and get a chance to be out here with him. And it's, it's the Steel connection. Wherever, wherever we go together, we just tend to win, so it's, it's been fun. Okay, so what will you take away from this? Going back to uh, Tucson, you guys are on the road again, right? You're going to Iowa and all that good stuff. But what will you take away from this weekend? Yeah, I think it's, it's a fun weekend, and you got to embrace it and, and enjoy it. You to spend time with your family and some guys you haven't seen in a long time. Obviously, you got you to take with it the, the relationships that you built this weekend. And when you're on the road, you see these guys, and be a little bit more fun to play against them. And all these guys are, are already hard to play against, so it makes it a little bit better when you get to play them now. And it's, it's just a learning experience and, and, and just a super fun experience for, for everyone in here. How does it do for confidence, something like this? It's kind of a skills competition, but you play with the best of the best in this league. Yeah, I think it's huge for confidence. You get a, you get a test your skills out against some of the best players in the world and, 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 and see what they got and kind of, kind of compete versus them in a, in a different way, in a unique way where everyone's in a, in a new environment and they're not, they're not with their team. So it's, it's, it's super fun. And it, it really tests you at times because you got to be careful with the pocket here and any turnover might end up in the back of your net, so it's, it's definitely fun. Mom and Dad here for it. I saw it. they were here last night. I'm assuming they stayed, right? Yeah, Mom, Dad, and my brother, so they all made the trip out. Well, congratulations. A great uh, tournament. Good luck the rest of the way, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Could you hear all of what I said? The uh, youthful enthusiasm, the maturity, yeah. um, all of that uh, from a young man that's uh, um, really coming into his own. Well, you know, I mean, we knew he was going to be a good player. You know, and he's done uh, a, a really good job at the AHL level. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he gets an end-of-season call-up. Why, are they trading him? And, well, maybe. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a low blow. That was a little blow. Anyway, um, I, I was just impressed because I watched him step on the ice. He was an addition. Dylan Gunther was the selection. They added Josh um, to fill his spot. Right. And when you when you come in like that, sometimes you don't feel like you've really earned it. And I could see him uh, in the skills challenge like he was a tad bit timid. And I know his good friend Matt Coronado was, was uh, pumping him up and going like, hey, dude, you're here. You belong here. 
And then he started to get a little better and a little more comfortable. And when they got to the three-on-three games last night, he was uh, a lot more comfortable uh, right off the get-go. He got to play with Matt. He got to play with some different guys all the time. Uh, the goal that he's talking about going to the dirty area, he uh, he took an Olin Zellweger rebound and went right to the net, fought off a, a back checker, and buried it. And it was nice. a crucial goal in the game. And I think I sent you the clip, but if you haven't seen the clip, uh, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners have put it up on their on their yeah. website on Twitter, so you can uh, you can find it there. But um, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know me, I, I started this company to grow the game and then to enjoy watching guys that we've seen come along. And I've watched Josh since he was you know, 12 years old uh, <laughs> at various levels. And to see what he's doing right now, it's just, um, you, you kind of feel like a proud father. Well, as you should. <laughs> and as I want to say should. the same with, with Jake Livanovich. You know, watch Jake uh, travel to Japan with Boris uh, when he was 8, 10, 12 years old, and now what he's doing at North Dakota, I- impressive. People said, oh, he'll never make it. He's too small. He doesn't have enough talent. Um, boy, is he proving people wrong in his freshman year. Well, you know, you are the king, so I I, I totally understand. <laughs> why people would, yeah, I, I totally is that what that red carpet was for the other yes, night? Yes, yes. I was confused. I was confused on that. I doubt it. I, I went right sure. around it. You know, I just went around it, kind of kept myself out of the spotlight. But all the players yeah, sure. went down it. I'm going like, what dudes? Yeah, really? No, I, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so let's let's get to the tease because okay. uh, you, you sent me something as I was driving in the rain and I almost drove off the road in the rain because well, I was shocked. No, I wasn't. I wasn't shocked at all. All right. So, uh, again, I don't take credit for this. You know, this is – um, this is brought up by uh, your favorite Elliot, NHL guy. Go ahead and say it. Elliot Friedman, 32 thoughts. I mean, he is considered the insider of insiders, you know, uh, for covering the NHL and covering hockey. And he is more or less said that it is going to be inevitable that because of NIL that players will eventually become eligible to play NCAA hockey after they play in the Canadian Junior Hockey League. Said coaches apparently have talked about it and it would just be a matter of how fast the NCAA says, yeah, okay, let's do this. It would completely change the dynamic of the upper levels of the non-professional hockey leagues. I mean, I don't even know if you, I mean. Well, here's, here's two things. I, I don't know what the phrase to use is to separate the ECHL, et cetera, the AHL and the NHL from the junior leagues. I don't know what the the right term would be. Professional versus non-professional. Well, I guess, but um, that would be, I mean, you talk about chaos. Yeah, well, keep, hold hold your enthusiastic. 
hold your enthusiasm down just a little bit, my friend, because here's something that is a caveat in that, yes, they would be eligible provided that they're able to get into the universities. So you're going to have to make sure that you can, you can qualify for university study in the United States. So you got to be able to get out of Canada. You got to be able to meet the requirements. And boy, I'll tell you, I ran into a lot of coaches recently over the last year or two that have told me we had this really great player and we couldn't get him into school. And it just, you know, how many times does John Camp tell us that every time we visit oh, no, with him? No, no, listen, I, I, I get that. I, I understand there are, there would be, you know, obviously have to be criteria. People would have to be academically eligible. I'm not quite, but I just think that um, at least until it kind of got, you know, we, we're, it would almost kind of be like a COVID thing. Yeah. Where the chaos, yeah, it would be, you know, it would exactly it kind of like filters that. itself out. <laughs> yeah. Until it kind of filters itself out and people kind of figure out how we're doing this. But um, I, 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 you know, if these guys are saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're not. Then it's it's, it's going to happen. I mean, Elliot Friedman's not sticking his neck out and saying no. it, it's not going to happen. So the, he, he no, knows. And, and, and then how would you do that? And how would it affect rules, for example, like players being eligible to go to the AHL? Or well, how would it affect? That would be a whole other topic. <laughs> you know, um, and don't forget, Canadian universities play have, have college hockey too. Yeah, of course they do. So that would be affected. Um, you know, I and don't and of course a lot of Division three teams would really be affected by this too. Oh yeah, yeah. For and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say good or bad. Right. right, but um, and I won't. I don't want. I'll just use his name, uh, because you know it's too easy, right? Um, but suppose Austin Matthews, just because you know why not? Um, wanted to accept Homer. Well, yeah. Okay. What's the point? The point. And he could have gone to play in Europe. In in Erie. No, in Erie for the Otters. Right. And then a year later, once ASU was up and running, could have gone and played at ASU for a year or two. Oh, holy hypotheticals. Right. What do you have a top six that's coming to play in Mullet too now? Well, no, no, I'm not talking about a top six that are. That, I mean, I. You want me? To, listen, you want me to use? I. I you want me? I'll say. Con, you want me to say Connor Bedard? That's fine. Uh, what if he? You know, um, played a year in junior hockey. Played for the Regina and, Pats, by the way. Right, and said, oh, "I'm going to go play NCAA hockey for a year." But I, you know, I mean, it's the same thing because both guys were drafted yeah, first overall, I, I so that it. probably wasn't an issue. But you get the point. Um, I, I think it would be crazy, and I mean, 
I, I just think that it would be a, and and then how does that how does that affect say how many teams there are in the NCAA because now you've got a whole lot Paul I would have players. to think that that would entice more teams to uh, to jump. The well, more you would think, like again, it. you'd have a lot more players. Yeah. You'd have a lot more players to fill. It'd be a lot easier to get players. And, and you know, because it would be a backlog, right, you, you would assume that it would allow better players. Well, and I'm going to say this. I'm not you – know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I'll use my own guy here as an example, right? Um, Noah Dobson was drafted by the Islanders in the first round, but he was like a 12th pick overall. He played junior hockey, right? And they brought him along very slowly. What if he had gotten to play a year or two of college hockey? Yeah, that's a great example. I was going to say something similar to that. Um, you, you look at some of the guys, like Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick brought in, he has the talent, he has the hockey sense. But when you look at his physical body, if he doesn't have – two protectors on the ice with them, he's going to get, you know, look at the one hit he took that broke his jaw. Um, he, he needs, in my estimation, um, a little more time to, to grow into his body, to build some strength. Um, you know me, I see the AHL players and the NCAA players a lot. And I look at a guy and, but here's the thing. Let me use Shane Wright as an example. I see Shane Wright and last year, um, and by the way, he was pretty much off limits to the media for like a year and a half right. uh, at Coachella Valley. And right. I watched him develop. And when I talked to him this year, a couple of questions that I asked him were, um, you know, do you feel more comfortable now? And he said, oh, absolutely. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I'm ready to play in this league. And, and some guys are like that. Right. Uh, sometimes your talent can carry you, but you're right. If you had a chance to season yourself a little bit, a year or two, and play for an NCAA school, and and not only that, but get an education. Listen to this. I'm in the locker room the other day, and I'm hearing Rocco Grimaldi, uh, one of the best players in the American Hockey League and should be an NHLer still. I don't know who's looking at it, but apparently they only see his size because the kid is talented. The man is talented. And he's telling uh, somebody in the locker room, that uh, you know who it is, uh, that he's going back to school. He said, I'm kind of busy right now. He got a baby on the way and I, right. I'm working on getting my degree. Um, so these guys feel that's important. Um, you know, he's getting up in his career now, probably not going to play a whole bunch longer. Although last night he was amazing, but uh, a former university of North Dakota player. Now he's, he's getting a degree that uh, he wants to, uh, to help him in his life after hockey. Yeah. And, 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 Again, also, right? I mean, listen, I and I, like I said, I use the examples because those are the quickest ones to my head, right? Um, well, that's and, scary you know, in could, itself, could, but go ahead. Well, yeah, but I mean, like I said, I mean, Dobson, as I was thinking about it, is kind of the perfect example. Right? Yep. First round pick, but not a top, not not the number one yep. pick overall. Um, was brought along very slowly because, um, uh, he he was too good for to play juniors, and they couldn't send him down to AHL. 
So, and they brought him along very slowly. Now, now he's playing 25 minutes a game, was an all-star snub, and is probably going to get Norris Trophy votes this year. Now, would that have development have gone a little faster if he'd have been able to play after he played for uh, whoever his junior team was? If he'd have been able to play a year of college hockey? I mean, no coach is going to say, hey, Noah Dobson, you know, you're really good, <laughs> but you're only going to stay for a year, so I'm not taking you. Well, and nobody that deal. nobody that good is gonna is gonna get turned away. Now, if you're and a I fourth think, or fifth round pick, that might be a different story. But Paul, I think the college players will also tell you that the fact that they play weekend games, just two game series usually, um, that they get a lot more time to work in the weight room and strengthen right. their game. I mean, the guys that go to the AHL or play junior hockey, they they don't get that much time. They're playing no. games all the time and, or traveling and. You know, the guys in the AHL say that all the time. You know, I wish I had more time to work out because, you know, I, I got to rest a little bit. Yeah. You have to rest your body. That's when you get hurt. So, but I think that would, uh, if, if that happens, and again, if you re, if you take it from the source, and there are not many better sources that are had by anybody than Elliot Friedman. Uh, you want to call me a fanboy? I mean, come on. I mean, he's, I mean, you know, he's one of the, there's not much to be a fanboy for Elliot Friedman. You know, um, um, he's the guy. I will tell you, uh, we're having some connection issues, I guess, uh, with our executive producer. So um, we're close. We almost got a full hour in, but we may need to, uh, may need to cut it short and revisit right. again next week. So I'll let you take it away. All right. Well, um, we have definitely a lot of time to talk about this. And from the NCHC.TV studios, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with three locations in Tempe and Pine Top at spaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, well said, my friend. We got it done. Our thanks again to Josh Doan for uh, for joining me for a couple of minutes and talking about his uh, exploits. Paul, thanks for bringing up the uh, the good stuff as always. And the pairwise, go fix it, guys. Fix the pairwise. Amen. <laughs> we'll say good night, little Roger Klein, the peacemaker, De Niro, and uh, talk to you next Sunday night. Good night, everybody. Sunday.